You are listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. Awaken Church is a diverse community of authentic love and hope where you can belong as you change and change as you follow Jesus. Do you ever feel like your life is a meme? <laughs> like right now, I kind of feel like, you know, I'm a meme of like, you know, it's me sitting on a bench waiting for everything to get back to normal. I mean, sometimes that's how life feels. And anybody else ever feel this? Like, I, I just, just here, I'm just here waiting for everything just to get back to normal. Like we go through stuff, right? Like, and we've gone through a pandemic, which that we've been experiencing together for a year and a half. And, and when we go through stuff, we can get so focused on getting back to normal. What if we could change our mindset? Today, I want us to like think about it this way. What if I took this time as I'm, as I'm going through whatever it is I'm going through to hear from God more clearly? Like, what if, what if on the other side of this crisis, there's a new normal? Well, today we're going to continue in our series on the voice of God. And when, when someone says, I, I heard the voice of God or God told me, we can be, we can be pretty skeptical, right? Like, like there's some very hurtful things that have been no, done in the name of God. And, and we live in a world where, where some want nothing to do with God or the church because of what someone did or said in the name of God. And, you, and like, you know, things like you're doing this wrong, you're doing that wrong. So, so there, there are walls, there may be walls actually up to us hearing God speak. So, so far we've said that the key is to be listening. And in order to do that, we need to do something very difficult for most of us, choose solitude. And in that solitude, God speaks through Scripture. And maybe maybe you've been struggling to find some time in solitude to hear the voice of God. And maybe you've, this week, was we, we've kind of had our, our challenge for this, this past week, has been to like spend you know, 20 minutes a day, uh, half of that time in solitude, in silence and listening and prayer, prayerfully seeking what does God want to say to you, and the other 10 minutes, like really just reading Scripture scripture. And maybe that's been a challenge you have not been up for. But I want us to take a deeper dive today on how to hear the voice of God in your life and some some practical next steps once again. And so we're in John chapter 14 today. So if you have a Bible, I encourage you to, to turn to John 14. And we're going to read a, a little bit from uh, a part of that. Uh, we're going to read a couple of different sections of that today. But what we have is Jesus teaching. He's in a teaching moment with his followers, and he's trying to help them understand what what's about to happen. His execution the crucifixion, his resurrection. And, and in that, in a way, he will always be with them. <clears throat> and so helping them hear the voice of God in their lives. Like this is, he's like, here's what's about to happen. Here's what's going to happen. But that I'm going, but in a way, in a, in a way, I'm going to always be with you, helping you hear the voice of God. This is, this is where Jesus says we will have the Holy Spirit. So let's see what, what he says. This is in John 14, beginning of verse 15. If you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. And then we're going to just go over to, to verse 25. And Jesus says, I'm telling you these things now while I'm still with you. And when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. 
And so here's our big idea for today. The Holy Spirit spotlights where Jesus is speaking into your life. The Holy Spirit spotlights where Jesus is speaking into your life. So the, the Holy Spirit. Now, now we're kind of like, let's start fresh here and kind of do away with the pre- preconceived notions and, and the myths of Holy Spirit. And let's start fresh here. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will convince and convict you. Convince and convict. Now, convincing you is not my job. Convicting, convicting is not my job either. Con- convincing you that that God is real or Jesus has a, a, a word for you or, or a, a, a purpose for you. It's not my job to convince you. And it's also not my job to convict you. Convicting you about things in your life is not my job. So I tend to do my job, which is to love and to teach and to lead and stay out of the Holy Spirit's way. We let the Holy Spirit of God do the convincing and the convicting. It's kind of, and, and again, it's kind of like a, a flashlight. When we say that the Holy Spirit spotlights where Jesus is speaking, think you know, think about a flashlight, or even grab one and turn it on and off. Find you know, I, I've been use I've used a flashlight so many times in my life. Like when power outages, we have those when we have big storms, and um, I always have a flashlight handy, ready to find my way in the dark. Because when it goes out, I mean, when it's dark, you can't see, and and the flashlights kind of leads you, help you find your way. You know, my son Niall uh, has has uh, a phone, and now it's not. It's not it actually works as a phone. It's it's only there to play games on. He's got little games and stuff he plays on it and, and that. But it, but he lost it. And it was lost for a long time. And finally, I was just kind of lo- like just started to look around one day. And I got a flashlight out and went under my bed. And there I found it. I, I used the flashlight to find what was lost. See, the flashlight puts a spotlight on things you can't see clearly without it. The spotlight reveals things. So the Holy Spirit spotlights where Jesus is speaking into your life. So so what is the Holy Spirit? I mean, when we say there's, you know, the Holy Spirit does the convincing and the convicting in your life, what does that mean? And, and how, do, how would you describe the Holy Spirit to someone in a brief phrase, if you could? Did Jesus says, here in John 14, if you love me, obey my commandments. Love God with your whole self. Love love all people. That's the commandments, right? Love love the Lord your God with your whole self and love your neighbor as yourself. Love all people. And, 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 and I will ask the Father, Jesus says, and he will give you an advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit. So, so we believe here at Awakened Church in what's called the Trinity. See, God is one. But there's there's one God, okay? But God, this God we know, this God expresses himself in three specific ways, or, or three specific persons. Usually, we'll use language like you know, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's 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 typical. That's traditional. That's that's how we understand this. And this doesn't mean we believe in three deities, but a single Creator God. And this is the best way we have to understand this this complex subject, the Trinity. And if you would say, "Well, this this is very confusing. The whole Trinity thing. There's one God, but Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There's three persons or three expressions, and it's just very confusing." You know what? You're you're in good company because scholars have been trying to clearly describe. And, and understand the Trinity for centuries. So let's just let's just kind of get some some basics here. So so the Holy Spirit is not an it. The Holy Spirit isn't an it. And, and although God is neither male nor female, we typically refer to the Holy Spirit as as He, because our best indications are that the writers of Scripture and Jesus Himself referred to the Holy Spirit this way. 
It doesn't mean that, that, that God is male or the Holy Spirit is male. It just means that that is how the, the expression took place. But we do understand the Holy Spirit is not an it, but a personable uh, personality. And so the Holy Spirit has, has always existed. That's another thing we need to understand. The Holy Spirit is, it doesn't just, just all of a sudden come into existence. The, see, the Spirit, you see the Spirit at creation. When you read the creation account, you see the Spirit. You see the Spirit directing the prophets. You see the Spirit guiding the authors of Scripture. And you see the Spirit even guiding Jesus. And, and Jesus says that the Holy Spirit isn't for some special set-aside people, but, but the Holy Spirit is for and with anyone who follows him like all of us who would say yeah, i'm a I, I am following jesus the holy spirit is in you is for you and with you and here in john 14 jesus says that the holy spirit spotlights where he is speaking he says there's a couple ways this looks the holy spirit first of all teaches you he says the advocate the advocate the holy spirit will teach you everything about this kingdom this kingdom of god this kingdom of god's love this kingdom of heaven so the Holy Spirit teaches you, and the Holy Spirit reminds you. This is how the Holy Spirit spotlights where he's speaking. He reminds you. He says, Jesus says, the Holy Spirit will remind you of everything I've told you. Uh, he will, you will be reminded of everything I told you. See, we can bottom line it this way. The Holy Spirit is, uh, uh, helps us know Jesus. That's it. Just bottom line it. The Holy Spirit helps us know Jesus. And here's the thing. Knowing Jesus is greater than knowing about Jesus. Okay? We can know a lot about Jesus. There's a lot of people in our world that, that, that do know a lot about Jesus. But knowing Jesus is greater than knowing about Jesus. The Holy Spirit will convince you and convict you. And the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit moves you from being self-centered to being Jesus-centered. That's, a, that's what the Holy Spirit doesn't just convict you to be a convicting spirit in your life the holy spirit's desire is to is for transformation the holy spirit helps you deconstruct things that aren't of god so you can reconstruct and be transformed to become more like jesus so the holy spirit moves you from being more self-centered and being into being jesus centered so then you can do your own test to tell tell if you are more self-centered or more jesus centered you, you could you get you could test yourself. We've been encouraging each other to take this next step of twenty minutes of solitude in Scripture. How much of a priority is this for you? That's, that's a simple test. That's a simple test. So our question increasingly becomes: In a world of growing self-centeredness, how can we be Jesus-centered? Well, we do. We do want to look at our own lives like how do i know what this looks like in my life how do i know and and here's here's a great example that like the scripture doesn't leave us hanging here if you go over to this this letter that's in the new testament called galatians in galatians 5 22 it says here's what it looks like it looks like fruit like the and you've probably heard of like your fruit your, your life produces fruit like like people can see it and smell it and taste it metaphorically like your life the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So you want to know, like, how do you know if you have the Holy Spirit? Here's, like, here's the sign. Like, here's, here's, your, here's how you know that you're becoming more Jesus-centered. The Holy Spirit is producing this kind of fruit in your life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 
So, so the Holy Spirit is an, is an advocate or helper. That, that means that the Holy Spirit is an advocate for what Jesus wants for your life. And here's, here's what that looks like. Love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. This is what it looks like. Jesus goes on in, in, uh, in John here, where we we're reading today in our, our main text. He goes on to say this in, in chapter 16, verse 13. When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on His own, but will tell you what He has heard. He will tell you about the future, and He will bring me glory by telling you whatever He receives from me. See, this is the voice of God. This is the Spirit speaking to us. It's consistent with what Jesus would say and do. The Holy Spirit spotlights where Jesus is speaking into your life, and it's consistent with what Jesus would say and do. So let's talk about how the Holy Spirit does this. Like, how does the Holy Spirit speak into our lives? There's a different ways, and there's, there's probably more than the four I'm going to give you today. But, but here's, here's, here's four of these ways we can like, know the Holy Spirit is speaking into our lives. First is like through a prompting prompting like this is where you have a, like a gut feeling we might call it intuition uh, maybe even discernment like there's a prompting here it's like this i have a friend named dustin he's a he's a he's a pastor as well we, we were friends we've been friends a long time and um and, and dustin uh he, you know we kind of didn't we keep connecting on whatever what we're doing all the time and so we had made the move to natchitoches um we'd been here we'd been here a few months actually and he just messaged me and said, hey, um, you got time for a phone call. Like, like, I really, really, really feel impressed. I feel prompted to pray with you. And, 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 I, wanna, and I take these things seriously. Is there something going on? And I'm like, yeah, man, let's talk. And, we, and, and, and he called me. And I was like, hey, yeah, we, we've moved from Arkansas, which is where we had actually both, we knew each other before that, but we had pastored churches in the same area at, at the same time in Arkansas. And he had moved on to, to Oklahoma and I'm, now I'm in Louisiana. And, and, he, and he calls and he's like, yeah, man, we have, we're like, we moved from Arkansas. Now we're in Natchitoches, Louisiana. We're planting a church and you know, the family moved here. We have no connections whatsoever. And we're starting like, like fresh and everything. And he's, just like wow it's like you know the, I you know I felt this prompting to pray with you and so he did and that moment was one of those moments where it's like that was the Holy Spirit spotlighting where Jesus was moving and speaking so so another way the Holy Spirit does this in our lives just through like what we would call open and closed doors a lot of times we'll say, you know what, I need a sign, right? If you prayed that prayer, God, give me a sign, and you keep and you get a sign, and then maybe you don't pay attention to that sign, um, and there's open and closed doors. That's a lot of times the Holy Spirit is speaking to us through these things. You know, way back when I, right after I, I completed my degree program, and I was like looking for my my first, what what where would I go? Where would we go? Uh, Shelly and I and our little young baby Christian, one year old. Where will we go? <laughs> And we got what they call candidated. We went out to Warland, Wyoming, which is out way out there. Um, it, it's it's trust me, it's way out there. Okay, and we went to Warland, Wyoming, to candidate for a youth pastor position. We spent a week there, and you know what? I just kind of like I just felt like the door was open, like this door was open, and we were stepping through it. And I felt like okay, this is this must be it. And I kind of felt this excitement about it. Well, that door actually closed when the pastor called me and we talked and he's like, you know, we, we've met, we've prayed about it and we're, we're, uh, we're not going to 
uh, we don't we don't feel that we should extend a, uh, an invitation for you to, to move here and become our pastor. And it was a little bit of a letdown, but you know what? The Holy Spirit of God was so in that that when that door closed, there was a peace about it. So the Holy Spirit uh, works and speaks into our lives, spotlights where Jesus is speaking through promptings and through the open and do- open and closed doors. And then there's another one. There's, there's a change in desire. The Holy Spirit moves in your lives and brings a change in desire, like a calling to something different. This is where we experience that conviction and we about negative desires, conviction about sin in our lives. It's not, you know, it's not there to to beat us down or make us feel bad about ourselves. It's because the Holy Spirit is working in us, and as He spotlights what Jesus is saying, what God is speaking into our lives, there becomes a, a desire change in us, and so it can feel strange. These things that 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 are a negative or things that desires that that we're doing behaviors that that are taking place that are sinful that we can see a change in desire begin and that's what the holy spirit does he does the changing and then there's this 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 other way dreams the holy spirit speaks to us in dreams now not ev- not not like every dream obviously you know obvi it's not every dream but but you know it's like a, you have a dream and you're like okay there's something different about this dream there's something different about this dream. It just, there's just, you just feel it. Like the prompting comes in tied to that dream. And so you have this prompting, you have a gut feeling, you have open and closed doors, you have a change in desire, you have a dream that's like, okay, where did that come from? So how do you know it's the Holy Spirit? And how do you know it wasn't just that taco pizza you had the night before? This brings us to like one of the keys to this, and it's about your posture, the posture of your heart, your placement of your life. Your posture allows you to experience God's presence. The posture of your heart, the placement of your life allows you to experience God's presence. When we started this series, we said that God's voice is as close as a whisper and that God desires that we lean into him. There's, there's power in proximity. So, so here's the question. How are you drawing closer to God? You, you can grow in confidence that this is God speaking into your life. And here's how you can do that. How can you know this is the Holy Spirit and not just that pizza? First of all, you're listening, okay? You're, you're listening for the voice of God. Like you're choosing solitude. You're choosing to take time to be still and listen. You have, that's how you begin to know. Unless you can be still and listen, or as it says in the Psalms, be still and know, you're not going to ever feel this confidence that this is really the Holy Spirit speaking into my life. And the other way you know is that you're tuned into God's voice through Scripture. The more familiar you are with Scripture, the more familiar you are with God's voice. So if you're taking time, here's why this is not just, hey, if you're a good Christian, you do your Bible study, you have your daily quiet time. No, no, no. It's about how do I know that God is speaking into my life? How do I know that this is the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking into my life? You're listening. You're listening for the God, God's voice. You're being still enough and, 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 and solitude and quietness. And you're, you're tuned into to his voice, to the voice of God through Scripture because you understand this. That if the Holy Spirit is speaking into my life, 
it's going to be backed up by Scripture. See, you don't spend time in prayer and reading Scripture because that's what a good Christians do. And 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 you want to be a good Christian, okay? I, I do hope you want to be a good Christian. The, the other choices are being a bad Christian or not being a Christian at all. And neither of those is very Christ-like. <laughs> The reason you spend time in prayer and reading scripture is because in order to really know the Holy Spirit is speaking, you to, to hear the voice of God, you put these two things together, listening in solitude and, and scripture. If you think the Holy Spirit is saying something to you and it's not consistent with scripture, that's not the Holy Spirit, okay? If you think the Holy Spirit is saying something to you and it's not consistent with scripture, that's not the Holy Spirit. But if that prompting, if that, that open or closed door, if that change in desire or that, or that dream is consistent with Scripture, that's a really good indication that God is speaking to you. See, your posture allows you to experience God's presence. See, it's about the posture of your heart. Is your heart leaning in and listening? So let's take this home. Let's let's next step it. You know, and again, these next steps are going to be very, very, very similar <laughs> to what we've been talking about the last couple of weeks. Step number one, if you haven't already, find a whispering spot. Same, same as we've been talking about. Find a place where you can be alone with God, with your thoughts, with God. And then your phone is off. Your all your devices are off. Your TV's off. Your computer, all it's all off for just a few minutes. A place and a time where you can posture yourself you can position yourself to listen step two is quiet yourself in solitude for five minutes in that whispering spot take five minutes pray you just pray holy spirit come just sit quietly let everything just kind of settle down breathe in and breathe out and pray holy spirit come And then read scripture for 10 minutes. And like I said before, if you're reading through, if you're reading a chapter a day, it's kind of what I do, similar, and it takes you five minutes to read that, then read through it twice slowly. If it takes you two minutes, read through it four or five times very slowly, just letting it speak into your life. Don't hurry through it just so you can mark it off. Take time to read it and soak it in. 10 minutes. And if you haven't started, if you don't know where to start, again, I, I typically suggest somebody who's not started this yet, who, who isn't reading Scripture on a daily basis, start in Luke. And once you get past, there's this lineage of Jesus, like the we call, used to call them the begats. It's like, here's the father of this one, this one, this one. And there's these whole generations, and it's there for a reason, and you might not understand that right away. But, but that leads us into the Christmas story. And what a great way to start your Bible study, right? The Christmas story. So read scripture for 10 minutes and then take another five minutes and reflect. Reflect in solitude for five minutes. Journal. Ask, you know, what is God saying to me? This, this is where you begin to hear and listen. You've, you've quieted yourself in your whispering spot. You've read scripture slowly for, for 10 minutes or so. And now you're asking, what is God saying to me? Lord, speak to us. Holy Spirit, come. Let us know. Let us know how you want us to, to, to put this into action in our own lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. It's our hope that you have been encouraged by today's message. Find out more about Awaken Church at awakenla.church 
Or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Awaken Church LA.